Good afternoon or good evening, internationals. It's so good to see you all, and especially when the sun is shining outside, right? And uh, I'm, I have the privilege and honor to speak to people who are passionate for God. Are you all well? Are you all all right? Having a good summer? I can't hear the people in the back. Yes. Today, uh, we have a very sensitive but very important topic. We are going to, I am going to talk to you about state of first love. It's a beautiful theme. When we talked about first love, and even before we talked about first love, let's explore the characteristic of first love, right? Some of us here in the audience who are married, some of us are not married, but looking for that breakthrough to find your first love. And all of us, whether you are married or you are looking for your first love, there are important characteristics in first love. Namely, excitement, commitment. I can go back 20 years ago when I fell in love, how much I was excited and passionate about, you know, the person who I'm going to get married. It, my eyes, my ears, my hands, I do not need to talk because the message went through from my body, from my eyes, my, because everybody I met, I talked to he or she about my first love. How passionate, how hungry, how radical at times to find my first love. Right? And it, in essence, it was a bed of roses. Very badly or earnestly, we fall in love in a secular world setting. Some of us, we find first love in a different format. I would say different domains. Sporting activities. For example, uh, music, entertainment, and in today's context, we fall in love with something very close to ourselves. That is social media, right? We love social media. Hey, I love social media. I don't have anything against, you know, social media. But some of us, when you get up in the morning, before you do anything, you reach out to your iPhone, reach out to your iPad, whatever the case, it doesn't matter. That's your first love. You're going to embrace that. You're going to ponder that. That's absolutely fine. What did Jesus say? You know, the Bible doesn't talk to us about, you know, because we became Christians, not to pursue other entertaining activities, such as sporting activities, such as having a drink or having a glass of wine with someone, right? Listen to the music, all great stuff, and go to a party. It doesn't matter. But I want to ask this question from you before I give you the answer. I, I said, enjoying ourselves 
as a Christian, it's absolutely fine. He did not ask us to be poor, be too humble, or when somebody comes to you and says, hey, mate, we have a party happening. Would you join me? Oh, no, I had to read the Bible today and look for the word and ask, Lord, whether I should go to this party or not. Or your wife may ask, hey, I want to have a meal with you today. Do I tell her? Oh, darling, this is not the time because this is the time that I read the Bible. This is the time I embrace Jesus. I want you to ponder those thoughts because I'm going to come back and answer. But above all, and today, I want to take you to a place what it means to fall in love with Father in heaven. What, is it, what it, it means to fall in love with Jesus. And I want you to dwell on that thought with me, if it is okay. And the theme today, and we are going to ponder during this afternoon, is finding first love. Some of us may be already found that. Some of, my, some of us may be on that journey with the Lord. And loving Him, embracing Him, having a walking and a talking relationship with the Lord. Some of us. Some of, some of us may have an on and off relationship. When you need Jesus, we go to Jesus. God help me. When, you are, when time is good, when the sun is shining outside, when the things are going well, we may pick Jesus as we please. Now, before we analyze those situations, I would love to go back to the Word and study or explore with you what His Word got to say about first love. Before I go there, before we bring the Lord, word of, God, the word of the Lord, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity, O oh God. Lord, some of us have already found that love. Some of us, some of us we embrace you as our Father. But some of us, like myself, O oh God, once upon a time, I had first love and I got distracted through that journey. Some of us, God, we don't know who you are and how much you love us. But this afternoon, Father, we come to you collectively to speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And people said, Amen. Amen. Come with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I'm sure you can read, but today we are going to do something different. And you know and I know. Let's read the word together. Come on. Shall we do that? And it, it is there anyway. You can read the word. So Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Great, I see some of, some of you guys are reading. And I want you to now go to John chapter 17, 
verse number 24. I don't want you to miss this. I want each and everyone who is present here to get this. Like Jesus speaking, Father, I desire that also whom you gave me, gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. Now, two phrases I want you to focus on these two scriptures. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. He talks about in the beginning. Underline that word, in the beginning. And the second scripture, John chapter 17, verse number 24 says, You love me before the foundation of the world. This Jesus was talking, right? So what I want to take you or, or to make you understand, before they're in the beginning, before the in the beginning, the father loved the son, right? Because John 7, chapter 24, it clearly says, you love me before the foundations of the world. So, in a sense, the father loved son before the foundation of the world. There was a plan. It didn't happen without a plan. There was a plan. There was a communication between the God, the father, God, the son, and the Holy Spirit before the, in the beginning. And Jesus has the right standing before God. He has the right standing to say, I am son of God. Do you, does that sink into your mind? The whole concept about in the beginning, the reality of Trinity and his love. Then if I take you to John chapter, sorry, 1 John chapter, uh, verse number 4, sorry, chapter number 4 and verse 19, it says, we love because first he loved us. Come on. We loved one another or ourselves or whoever because first he loved us. Right? The father loved the son. God the father loved his son. On that note, on that circumstances, on that foundation, he gave Jesus to you and I. Right? So when we talk about first love, and you and I know, and it is, it is apparent to all of us, it's come, it came from the Father. And it, that is the foundation of first love. And Jesus, as his son, he embraced that love. And you and I, as followers of Jesus, we should embrace that first love. Let's, back, let's go back to our, our own journey in our own Christian life, and especially 
I want to talk, I, I don't want to talk too much about the way and how I accepted Jesus, but all of us accepted Jesus at the foot of the cross when we realize that we need a savior, when we realize the, the price that he paid for you and I. Folks, and when we accept Jesus, when I accepted Jesus Christ 15 years ago, I felt the same. I became so emotionally attached to the Lord. I became reading the word, meditating the word, and so passionate about the word. I had a walking and a talking relationship with the Lord because I kept, kept him as the cornerstone of my life. When I got up in the morning, I ran to the word. I ran to the Savior that I worship because I knew I needed him. Then you may ask, hey, mate, you didn't have any challenges or your walk with the Lord is a bed of roses? No. It was not a bed of roses. It is not a bed of roses. But still, I believe for us to have a walk with the Lord, to understand who he is, we need to begin to fall in love with Jesus. We need to surrender ourselves and begin to embrace Jesus now. Look out, and we talked about today, what's happening around us. You and I, so privileged to be here. Few hours from us, people are rising up against people. Countries are rising about, about countries, against countries. Kingdoms are rising against kingdoms. There's no love anymore. Love has been replaced by evil. Love has been replaced by selfishness. Love has been replaced by our pride. Folks, we can pray about it. That's fine. But God is asking a time like this, you and I to do something bigger and better. So what could we do as a Christian? What could we do as a Christian? A time like this that where you and I call to followers of Jesus and do his will. What does he want us to do? God, I'm praying. I'm, I'm going to church. What do you want me to do? Let's go to the word. Come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse number 29. We are going to read together. Please help me. Seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you seek him with, your, with, your, with all your heart and with all your soul. Psalm, verse, uh, chapter, uh, Psalm 25, verse number 4 says, Show me, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. And Matthew 6, verse number 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Very, very, very pronounced words. Seek 
him first. All these things will be added to you. So in, in other words, what God is asking us to do, go back to the place where you found Jesus in the first place. Begin to embrace that love. Have intimacy with God. Romance God. Let's romance God. Let's hear. Let's, let's be still before him so that he can talk to us. Let's be still before him. And secondly, begin to uphold that love that you found on Jesus to your neighbor your fellow brother and sister. Because when you connect to the source, in this case, the Father God, that we are immune to, we, are, we have that channel is open, the love relationship is open, and it's a give and take relationship, right? So when we are filled with love, when we have love with us, it doesn't matter what other person got to say, because love is unconditional. It's agape love, that's, that's God's love. So for me, love is supernatural because it's not a natural thing we can do. So once we have that relationship with him, when we humble before himself and say, Father, I want to have a living and walking relationship, living and talking relationship. You know what you mean by living and talking relationship? We go for walks, right? We all go for walks, right? When you go for a walk, you walk by yourself. Right? Sometimes with your friends. But when you have a relationship with the Father, you talk to him while you are walking. And he talks to you. He tells you, pray for the other person. Hey, there's a need in there. Go and talk, meet that person. Talk to him. Right? And he will say things what's going to happen. He will, te he will tell you things. Be still. Be quiet. And that's you call walking and a talking relationship with the Lord. And he's asking all of us to come to this place, not because who he is, because more than who he is, we need that. We need that love so that we can give it to other people. We can pray about it, that's absolutely fine. Our walk with the Lord, our relationship with the Lord is not only talking, we pray to him. We read the word, we meditate, right? But the everything, what I said and the word got to say, the very foundation for that is love. So as Christians, as ambassadors of Jesus, he's calling you and I. We are not here for an accident, because there's no place to go, and all my friends are partying. I'm going to go to ICF today. No. He has called us you and I, a time like this to come and find first love. Not at your leisure, not when you need it. When he needs you, we need to come before him and say, Father, here am I. And that's what I said when I was seated there and I asked a few questions from you. Right. Just, is he asking us to sacrifice? No. As a follower, as a Christian, we should enjoy life. 
We should party. We should, it is okay to check my iPhone. Not Sunday first thing in the morning, not Monday first thing in the morning, but once you see God first in the morning, yes, you will check your iPhones. Yes, some of the folks, iPhone or the, your email server or email devices, every day it's open. We don't need that unless you are working in the essential services, right? If you do not need your email to check on Saturday, Sunday, please do not check it. I call this is, in terms of our addiction to social media, I call digital syndrome. Right? I do not have anything against that. Jesus is not saying sacrifice or fast your iPhone. What he says, when you get up in the morning, you go before him and say, God, here am I. Speak to me. Emails, Work-related tasks, everything can wait. Your sporting activities could wait. Whatever you have to do on that day could wait. But what he's asking here for us to set those priorities right so that we can begin to embrace or begin to fall in love with him again. Right. In conclusion... I want you to think about a few things. We all heard about what Lord, got to, what Lord has been telling us, but what am I going to take home? If I may give you three points for you to take home, give me a second, I'm just going through my notes. Yes, I'm here. I want you to ponder this, this verse once again, what Jesus said, Matthew 6, verse number 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Point number one. Intimacy with God. Calling back to the first love. We get up in the morning, we begin to seek His love. We begin to humble ourselves. It doesn't matter how much He has blessed us. You and I are so blessed to be in this country. You and I are so blessed with, with you know, the families and the surroundings that we have. We don't live in fear, right? A time when everything is working for us, Yet alone, God is asking all of us to have intimacy with Him, to embrace that love, cherish that love, ponder that love. Folks, when we have that with you, the point number two, He, he, he tells us, begin to uphold supernatural love in your brothers and sisters and the community that you live in. It's good to embrace love. It's good to walk with the Lord with journey of love. But we have assignment before God. That assignment is, in fact, that love to the neighborhood that you live in. You cannot do it naturally. You need to have supernatural revelation. You need to have a connection to God. When the things are happening in the neighborhood, in the country next to us, 
we begin to practically embrace that. When you have the walking and the talking relationship with the Lord, and He will tell things what's going to happen. It has happened to me. I'm sure it has happened to many people because He literally talked to us. We are so busy at times to you know, pick up what He is saying. Keep our open, our eyes tuned to God. Our ears tuned to the Father. Humble before Him in the morning because it's very quiet. It's between you and Jesus. Begin to embrace and begin to hear from Him. Finally, experience the abundant blessings and breakthroughs in your, la- in your life in your, and in your society. When you begin to have that walk, when you begin to explore His love, you will experience different kinds of blessings and, and breakthroughs in your life. However, I'm not promising you, or Bible doesn't promise, Christian life or walk is a bed of roses. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying here, in good circumstances or bad circumstances, God is going to be with you. And the last but not least, architect your authentic story by following Jesus. What do you mean by authentic? People do use that word very, very pronouncedly, or be authentic. For me, the authentic means DNA of your delivery. Let me repeat that. DNA of your delivery. We all can talk the talk. But what it matters to all of us is the walk the walk with the Lord. That's our assignment. When you have that passion, you and I collectively can go to the streets because we are connected to the first love. Our first love is not anything other than Jesus. That doesn't mean I'm going to sacrifice my life not being a Christian and being, being uh, too humble and being so radical, so poor. No, we are going to enjoy life. When you go to a party, we are going to dance. We are not going to sit on the side and wait because we are Christians. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is put Jesus first in your life. Put the Father first in our life so that we will begin to embrace Jesus, His love, His compassion, His mercy. And the byproduct of that obedience is blessings. You and I will be blessed. You and I will be prophesied. You and I will be begin to talk and pray before incidents and calamity happens because you know why? You are connected to the Father. That's what I'm talking about. It is not easy, folks, but everything is possible. Because the person that we loved, oh Jesus, he walked that walk. And he has called all of us.
walk that walk and have that first love. Be humble before him and ask, Father, here am I. Bring me back to the first love. Let's bow our heads and let's pray to God. Dear Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this message, oh Father. We thank you for your words. Yes, Father, we... It's a difficult concept altogether. Although once upon a time, some of us fell in love with you. Some of us had been walking with you and embracing and, and, and embracing that love. But some of us have distracted. But it doesn't matter what it is. We are here together in one unity, oh God. And I pray, oh Father, you will guide us, lead us, teach us, and show us, Father, what it means to find that, find that love, Father. We surrender before you, God, wholeheartedly, as we decrease before you, God. We ask in the name of Jesus to increase your presence in love. So collectively, we can come together and say, God, we found that first love. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you.